Previously on Cthulhu is Rad. Eventually, you find your way to deep underground, and you get to the edge of the tunnel and reach a huge open area. You guys are walking for a while, and you finally get close enough to realize that the tether is leading you back to the shrine. You recognize the big doors and you see the stained glass windows, but what you notice is that the stained glass windows look different from how you remember from the other side. You see a picture of some sort of civilization that has gone to ruin. Under it, you see two creatures. One big one that you recognize as Azathoth. But sort of above him, not asleep, but not looking awake either, is this figure. Sort of green, large, and dragon-ish. And it looks like it has strings tying its hands back. In the next one, you see the same sort of thing, but smaller. And then on the outside, you see a bunch of other creatures lined up in a wheel diagram with similar strings. And then in the last window, you see the ruins of this city, the two creatures, and then on top of all of that, you see a new city. And in bits of the city, you see strings that match the colors of the monsters in the previous windows connect to places around the city. When you hear whimpers and feeble, desperate cries escape from the inside of the shrine. Welcome to Cthulhu's Rad, the only podcast, the only one. At least since the last time we checked, which was 2005. No, there were multiple podcasts in 2005, I think. No, there weren't. Oh. <laughs> say your human name, your character name, and if you could safely eat one inedible object, what would it be? I am Denise, I play Max and... I think for this one, it's actually the same between both of us. It would be Poison Ivy, because I want to know what Poison Ivy tea would taste like, and Max probably would also. It just leaves, right? But maybe it's different. Maybe it's spicy. The poison makes it spicy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay, what year are we set in? 85. Damn it. Okay, then not this one. Were you going to say, like, asbestos or something? No, I was gonna say like Polly Pocket shoe, <laughs> but they didn't. They didn't start getting sold until 1989. Ah, you fool. Um, Susie really wants to eat the Play-Doh food that you can make. It wouldn't taste like the food though. Yeah, but it smells good. Yeah, it would still smell like Play-Doh. <laughs> it's like you know, it's not real food, and you know it wouldn't taste like real food, but it just. It's calling to you. I'm Jasmine. I play Gwen. She doesn't want to eat anything weird. I don't know. Can't think of anything. Eat the music. No. Light bulb. (laughs) Why? 
Hi, I'm Human Harrison. I'd play Yanrith and something useful to his job, like metal or stone. What, so he could just like eat his way into like a secure Yeah, <laughs> if he needed to. Just eat the lock. Yeah, exactly. Like it wouldn't be the best way to do it because then people know that the dude that can eat locks is around. But, <laughs> but you know, if you need to, uh, just eat the lock. Maybe if he keeps biting them, eventually it'll be hidden chocolate, like in that that Japanese game show. <laughs> One day, maybe this time it'll be chocolate. I am Meriwether. I am the dungeon master, and. I'm going to say that James Butler has a candle on his desk that has like a blue center and then like a layer of clear around it. You're like, that's a, a gummy filled with the goop. <laughs> yeah, that's like a gusher type thing. Yeah. He just really wants to bite it. James is valid. Okay, you guys enter the shrine and can follow the tether through the big gothic-style black door. So you guys enter the main door and then are in the hallway that you recognize. The windows from the other side look as they did before. I'm going to take a wild guess that the tether is leading us towards the unsettling sounds. That's probably a safe bet, given our track record thus far. <laughs> Having a bad time. <laughs> the tether continues through the big, black, dark, scary door. Did you guys open that door? Yeah. Yes. Does it sound like the screaming or crying is on the other side of the door? It sounds like it's that direction, yeah. Does my stealth roll carry over? Uh, sure. Okay. Then yeah, I'll take the lead. Susie will see him being sneaky and back up. Susie might not even see him. <laughs> <laughs> He's too stealthy. Because I rolled, what, like a 28, 29? 28. Oh, shit. He does not exist. That's how sneaky he is. So sneaky. Oh, snonky. So you guys continue into the room that is the gray sand type area. Into the bit that previously I called the donut room or the butterfly room. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Gwen can see the path the non-wilting path. What is Yanrith doing? Because you said you were going ahead, but you know it's this room. Yeah, okay. Then I'll retreat and say it's clear up to this point. So you guys can cross and get to the bit where you're back in the pretty section, but you do still have to stay on the path. If we go into the pretty section, do we have to roll? Are you guys leaving the path? No. Then no. Okay. <laughs> so you guys are at the door to the center room and currently I think Gwen's in front because you were leading him down the path let me roll and see if the door is open at all the door is cracked slightly open do you guys want to roll perception although the DC is going to get higher the further back you guys are in line so Gwen's in the front but then who's right behind Gwen probably a Yanra. Yeah. I'm just gonna say Susie's in the back. No, because of Susie's statements would be behind to make sure that she's okay. No. Oh. Where do you want Martha to be? And Theron? Mm, I trust Martha to trail behind me. Probably Theron either in front of Susie or behind Susie. Theron can be in front of me. Snip, snip. 
Oh, 24. 16. 14. 6. As you guys get closer, you all hear the whimpers and feeble pain sounds coming from inside that room. When and Yenrith, since you guys are close to the front, you can peek through the door and you can see back to the corner where the green circle was on the floor and you see Nahum there and he's the one making the sounds. He is hunched over, clearly in a ton of pain. And around him, you see three faint hunks that look sort of like after images. So you don't think they're physically there, but they're floating around him. Mm. And guarding him are three cultists. Beat up them bitches. What the hell? So it's just the three cultists? Yeah. Are we going in guns blazing or are we going to try and be kind of stealthy? I think that's what we're figuring out right now. Because we're a decent ways away. We can probably get within the door without being noticed, but as far as moving into the room. I mean, the stealthiest of us could go first and try to get some sneak attacks in. Yeah. And then we could rush in. Yeah. I suppose it's up to the sneaky boy. I can do that. We could just fight them from here. How how far away are they? <laughs> Pretty fucking far. One, two. Uh, about 105 feet. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it's over 100 feet away. Yeah. Did we ever decide the range of Yenrith's gun? I think we said the gun might have been 120 feet. I don't know how far guns shoot normally. <laughs> Very far, but you have to aim it correctly. Yeah. But I mean, he's a trained spy, so he's probably yeah. pretty yeah. good with the gun. Is there any, like cover anywhere between us and them that I could sneak into? Not really. Big open room. Yeah, because the rocks and stuff are over where they are, so there's not really... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, then I don't think we have much of an option other than going in hot. Yeah. Okay, so I have third level call lightning, which is 120 feet. Okay. So, I think I want to cast Call Lightning. I think we do, too. We don't want to hit our boy, though. Yeah. Yeah. Your boy is in the middle of all three of them. She can control where it hits. She just has to be careful with the AoE. Oh, no. Our boy is in pain. Let's give him more pain. Haha. <laughs> Let's fucking kill him. Can't have any more pain if he's dead. No. <laughs> So the two in front have one five foot square in between them. Nahum is then in the middle of the earth circle. He's more than five feet away from them. He's like 15 feet away from them. And then the third one is in the back of the circle near the wall. So I wouldn't be able to hit all three. They're separated enough. Not all three. Yeah. But you could hit two of them. Okay. Yeah. I definitely want to centralize it around two of them. So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do the spell on top of the two. What did they roll? It's like a dex save, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a dex saving throw, and it's got dex 13. One has failed. The other succeeds, so one fails. But even succeeds means, like, half damage, right? Yeah. So... Creature takes 3d10 lightning damage on a failed save, or half as much damage on a successful one. Yeah, so roll that sweet, sweet damage. Get zapped, fuckers. 
125. Eight? Yes. Sorry. <laughs> My brain does not work that fast. I figured it would be faster just saying each of the numbers. Okay, now we're gonna roll initiative. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jasmine, I just saw that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you roll initiative and get a zero? Yep. Yes. Holy shit. Okay. One minus one. <laughs> That's brutal. <laughs> and what's really funny is that Gwen is in the front. Yeah. I'm just imagining Gwen being in the front, seeing the situation, turning back, like, all right, guys, what do we do? And then everyone just attacks, and she's like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> all right, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Okay. 18. Yeah, I got 18. Martha got a two. Oh, baby. And then Theron got a 19. He's in a lot of pain, but he is upset. He's not, though. You guys fixed him. Oh, Theron. Uh, yeah. I guess I'll roll for Mayhem. I don't think Mayhem can really do anything, though. He's, uh, he's in a bad way. Mayhem got a 16. His initiative roll. Cry. So, Theron goes first. What the fuck can Theron do? <laughs> Hopefully something awesome. I mean, not really. He doesn't really have any ranged attacks, so he can dash. What's his speed? 20 feet. So, yeah, he's gonna... Run 40 feet forward. Charge! There we go. I got him. Susie! What are you doing? Um. If I cast Eldridge Blast, could I aim it at the guy in the back? Or would that be dangerous because I might hit our boy? What's the range on that? 120 feet. You can't reach him. The front two guys are 105 feet, and the back guy is 140. Okay, then I'll just cast Eldritch Blast on the other dudes. Let's see. Okay. Yeah, I can do two at fifth level. I think I might cast them both on the guy that got hit less by the lightning. Okay. I don't have disadvantage for this, right? No, not on attacks. 12 to hit. Yes. That is successful. Sweet. Do I have to do the wild magic? Yes. I think you're at... I think you just recently reset, though. First one is three damage. Okay. Second one is seven. Ooh. So ten. Yeah. Nice. Then I'm just going to move into the room... As far as I can, so 30 feet. Okay. Max. Um, so question with the spell. Yeah. Because it's concentration up to 10 minutes, can I essentially do the damage again? Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, I'll just do that then. Because it's, it's until I break that concentration time runs out, or I, like, get hit breaking the concentration, right? So they roll another deck save. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, that's a nat 20. I still do damage, though. <laughs> I think that's the best part about this, is even though it is, like... Oh, you dodged? Too bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's lightning. Yeah. Lightning's dangerous. Yeah, if you think about it, you dodged lightning, but it's still gonna be hot. Yeah. 8 plus 6. What is 8 plus 6? 14. So, 14. Ooh. That second one is looking bad already. <laughs> Get wrecked. 
So now it is cultist one's turn. How far can he move? You guys are really far away from each other, so it's sort of just like running. Okay, he starts to dash towards you, cultist one, uh, but he doesn't reach you. And now it's Nahum who's in the middle and can't do much. We just rolled him in case. And now it's Yanrith. Alrighty. I'll cast Magic Missile. Okay. First start hitting the one that's looking real bad. Okay. Two damage. Alright. Is he down yet? Yes. Alright. Then the next worst off one, the one that's been taking half damage. Yeah. Um, Takes another six. Alrighty. Anything else? Um... I'll kind of, like, move to the side of the door so I have, like, some partial cover. Okay. I can still get shots off. Cool. Max and Gwen, roll me a wisdom saving throw. Uh, 24. I got a 21. Okay. I'm seeing if anything happens, even if you succeed. Nope. Okay. And that's its turn. Well, it's Martha. What do you want Martha to do? Max. She can't really do anything from distance, so I guess she's gonna... Just run. Yeah. If she dashes, she can get all the way to Cultist 1, though. Because she can go... What, 80 feet if she dashes? I don't remember how dash works. It just means you get to move double your movement, because you're using your action to move. So she's running real fast. But she can't do anything when she gets there, right? She can't do anything when she gets there, but she's there. And now it's Gwen. Hello. It's me. Let's see. So I'm going to go forward 30 feet. Okay. And at that point, how far away from cultist one am I? Eight times five. Forty. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I will toll the dead him. Cool. Wisdom 14 saving throw. He rolled a 16. Mm. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Dab on the haters. That's... That's it. Okay. Theron is going to dash me. He doesn't have to dash. He can just get all up in this cultist's face. And then he is going to... He can bite, which I think is funny. Three claws and one. Oh, shit. Okay, he can do three claw attacks and one bite attack. He gets uh, four attacks per turn. Damn. <laughs> that one misses, though. Oh, but that's one claw that's going to hit. That's two claws that's going to hit. And that is three claws that's going to hit. And they each do 1d6. Fucking love, Theron. It's like, bitch, you took my friend. So that's eight... Plus six, plus four. Eight plus six, plus four, so 18. Oh, and that guy's dead. <laughs> Heck yeah. So Theron fucking books it across the room and just basically mauls. Give me back my boy! Yeah, mauls this guy. <laughs> that was my boy! Don't hurt my boy. I am both horrified and proud. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, it's Susie's turn. All right. Am I... Within 120 feet of the back guy now, because I moved up 30 feet. Yes. 
Yes. Hey, how close am I? Uh, like 110. Okay, then I'll Eldritch Blast. Blast. Blast him. Blast him. Get blasted. Get blasted, dude. Okay. 18 to hit. Oh, we didn't do the wild magic roll last time, did we? Oh, then roll two. What did you get? 18 to hit. Yes, that's that hits. And then do a wild magic. Eleven. On wild magic? Yeah. Okay. And two. Ooh! Let me pull up my table. Uh, can I roll damage though while you're Yeah, roll damage while I do this. Sixteen damage. Oh, those weird glowing dots appear again under your skin, and you heal for six points. Oh, sweet. I was missing a few. Cool. Now I'm up to max. And we're back at one again. <laughs> All right. So that was nice. Um, can I do anything else? Probably want to get closer again. So I'll run another 30 feet. That's it, I think. Okay. Is there a particular difference between bound and deceased? Yes. Is it a significant difference, or should I not bother and go for the other person? You want him dead. Oh, for... Yeah, he's out of the fight, but he's not dead. He's unconscious. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna move up closer towards the things. The happenings. (laughs) How much... We'll just do, like, a full stride, walking 30 feet. Okay. And... In front of the person against the wall, as close to our friend as possible, but not touching. And I'm specifying this because the thing that I'm casting has a 20-foot radius. Um, but I don't want it to touch our friend. So I don't know if it would be centered on the person or just in front of, because I want as much in front of him as possible, but not hitting our friend. It would have to be centered on him to not hit Nahum. Okay, we'll center it on him then. I'm going to do spike growth. Difficult terrain for the duration. When a creature moves into or within the area, it takes 2d4 piercing damage for every 5 feet it travels. So I don't think there's anything until he starts moving. Okay. But I want that there so that if he does try to move, he will take damage. (laughs) And it does become difficult terrain. Okay. Yes. Cool. So heads up for friends that consider going up to him. It will not work very well. So now it's Yanrith. Okay. Who is still up? Cultist 3, the one in the back of the circle. Okay. Are they within 60 feet of me, or are they still back at 120? They're back. More than 120. They're like 140 from you. Because you're outside the room. I guess I'll move 30 in so that I'm within the 120, and then I'll take a a shot with the pistol. Okay. Crit fail. Yeah. Now it's cultist three. He's gonna walk. 
what happens when he walks? Two d4 piercing damage for every five feet. Okay. So roll four d4 then. Because he's moving ten feet. First five feet is five damage. Second five feet is five damage. So he takes ten damage. That's nice. And even? Ouchie. And he's still within it. He's got another ten feet to go. Okay. But he is where he wants to be. You guys see the cultist move in towards the circle, towards Nahum, and the three chunks of meat that are sort of like after image, uh, so sort of like see-through, become non-see-through, and he grabs them, and he's holding them in the middle of the circle, but that's his action. He's holding flesh. He's just holding a bunch of flesh. And that's his turn. So now it's uh, Martha. What do you want Martha to do? I guess she has to run again because she's not by. She's now not by a cultist that's alive. How far can she go? If she dashes, she can go eighty feet. Because I'm thinking, put her next to the other one that's unconscious, just to keep an eye on it. Because I don't want her going into the thorns. Okay, she's over there now. Now it's Gwen. Me. How far away from the third cultist am I? You're a hundred feet away from both of them. Well, actually, like a hundred and five from Nahum. I guess I'm just gonna dash towards Nahum. How far is that? Uh, 60 feet. Okay. Aaron's dashing, and Susie. Little old me. Little old you. How close will I get if I go another 30 feet? Within 40 feet of the cultist? That's fine, I guess. Can't really do anything with that, but, you know, closer and closer to murder or something. Yeah. I guess I'll do Eldritch Blast again. Just keep blasting them because this doesn't usually hit, so now I'm appreciating it. Ooh, not 20 to hit. Plus 3, so 23. Ooh. Yeah, so... You critted, so you're gonna roll double the damage die. Double damage, baby! Let me do the wild magic. Got a six. Cool. Now we're up to two. 26 damage. Holy shit. I see. You hit that man hard. And now it's Max. Is he not down yet? Nope. Good lord. How hurt is this poor man? Other than casting another spell, what kind of things break concentration? I think that's it. So I could do a physical action and it wouldn't break the concentration? Yeah. And I think you can cast a spell as long as it's not a concentration spell. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You just can't have two concentration spells going at the same time. Well, shit. If I move 30 more feet, how close do I get? Put you within 70 feet. Uh, Is that just the 30? Yeah, that's just the 30. Shit. I will just dash then, and that will be my turn. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to risk too much more. And I don't want to break concentration. Because I do not want him moving more. Okay. Now it's Yenrith. Uh, I'll take another pot shot with the pistol. Because I am out of spell slots. <laughs> Nine. Yeah, that doesn't hit. Uh, that's about all I got. Alrighty. 
uh, cultist three with the chunks of meat in his hand is going to uh, cast a spell and under his feet the like crack in the ground opens and he vanishes like a coward that's not allowed with the chunks but Nahum's still there yeah let's give him his flush back I break the concentration (laughs) (laughs) okay so we'll exit initiative I want to go after this guy he's sus yeah so you guys uh, are given the chunk you have to Nahum yeah yeah you guys see Theron run up to Nahum and just, he doesn't really have the ability to hug, but just like leans into him as much as he can. Oh. And you guys give Nahum back the flesh and it does a slurp thing, but you notice that it fills one of the divots, but he has three other ones now. Yeah, I was worried about that. Yeah. He looks in bad shape. Is the ground still open where the guy descended from? No, it swallowed. Uh. It, like, did the thing where it opens and then once a person is in it, it seals back up, but it has the seam. I guess I'll detect magic. What's the range on detect magic again? 30 feet. Yeah, you currently don't see anything. So there are no tethers? No, not currently. Not even Susie's? Susie's is there. But Nahum's aren't. Hmm. Damn it. Mom says it's my turn to get my flesh back. Um, question for Yanrith, like Max to Yanrith, regarding whether or not we should kill the other cultist that is down so that there is not potential for one of them to come back and help and it be a problem again. At least so, but we might want to try and get information from him first. I will leave the decision up to Yanrith. I just don't know how much we want to miss with the teleporting nonsense. Wow, well if he's tied up, spells like that usually require a verbal and somatic component, so he has to be able to move his hands. But somebody could come get him, which is what I'm concerned about. Yeah. I think we need more information. I think we we should all have rope because I think we all have, except maybe Gwen. Because I don't think Gwen took an adventurer's pack. I think she took the priest pack or whatever. I've used my rope many a time. <laughs> yeah, let's let's use your rope again. And tie the boy up. Yeah. Everybody, roll me a wisdom saving throw. Ah shit. <laughs> I agree. Ah shit. Is it the same aw shit as me, though? You crit fail? I did. Oof. I didn't crit fail, but I for sure failed because I rolled a six. I have not been rolling well tonight. Nineteen. Nineteen. Hey, Martha also got a nineteen. You guys hear the rumbling again, and Max and Yanrith, in the rumbling, you hear a voice sort of uh, muttering sounds to you like the muttering of something waking up. Oh, no. Don't like that. So everyone hears the rumbling, but only 
Max and Yenrith hear a voice and both of them sort of like glaze over in their eyes and become paralyzed. Oh. And I think that's where we'll call it. Okay. Yeah, that <laughs> makes sense. That makes sense. This episode was produced and edited by Meriwether Minix. The intro and outro were composed by Jasmine Blackman. Sound design by Melody Berkabile and Harrison Minix. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr at Cthulhu is Rad, all one word. And on Instagram at Cthulhu underscore is underscore rad. Or email us at CthulhuIsRad at gmail.com. You can find us on any podcast app. We would appreciate it if you would leave us a rating, review, or even just tell a friend. Thank you for listening.